feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. So what will Hillary Clinton say? Because it is blockbuster when you see some of the new details that have come out in the John Durham probe. He's, of course, the special prosecutor. And there was that filing that came out with the Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, paying a tech company to covertly penetrate servers, not only at Trump's apartment, Trump Towers, also the White House transition team, a whole bunch of different stuff. And remember when Trump was on 60 Minutes talking about being spied upon and Leslie Stahl said, oh, that can't be. Boy, was she wrong. Take a listen. Is when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. There's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on say, things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. They spied on my campaign, and they got caught. I want to hear from you tonight. Where you think this goes and what you think the implications could be for the next presidential race, because Hillary Clinton sure sounds like she may be throwing her name in. If I were a Democrat, I'd want to run against Biden, too. My goodness. Boy, does he look vulnerable, especially if you look at the numbers in the polls. It is a disaster. So now with this new revelation coming out from John Durham. It sure looks bad. It sure smells bad. The fact that it is somebody tied to the Hillary Clinton campaign who is now being indicted and now being investigated very much so for lying to the FBI. What was he doing talking to somebody with a tech company? And why were they going into Trump servers? And why were they kind of creating this sort of false narrative that Trump somehow would be tied to Russia? And why is the rest of the media also ignoring it so much? Why is it only on a handful of conservative media? Can you imagine if this was happening and say the names were the other way around? It was a Trump campaign lawyer. It would be 24-7 on MSNBC and CBS and everywhere else. And the fact that they are downplaying it to me is shameful. It just shows such unbelievable media bias. And I want to get your take on the fact that they seem so anxious to bury this story, which looks really bad. This is a Clinton campaign lawyer who now, according to a special prosecutor, this is not just anybody who comes up with this. This is John Durham in a filing saying, you know what? We're finding evidence that he was paying a tech guy who was basically tapping into the Trump White House and the Trump campaign. I mean, what are you doing? That is unbelievable. Can you imagine somebody with access to a server suddenly getting paid by another campaign They would be indicting Trump by now if the shoe were on the other foot. It is outrageous, and we need to hear some answers. So today, the Daily Mail, 
tried to approach Hillary Clinton as she was walking in. She's in town for the New York Democratic Convention. Again, kind of a step for somebody who might be running for future political office. Again, looks like she might be running, trying to gear up and talk to the base and so forth. And she would not even answer the reporter. Take a listen to this. Hillary, Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? What are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for to have them spied on? She would have none of this. And this is what she finally did put out in a tweet. She said, Trump and Fox News are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So it's a day that ends in why. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. That was Hillary Clinton's response, but wouldn't talk to reporters about it. And conservative commentator Victor David Hansen said that there's a lot of reasons why she is keeping mum on this. And he said this is par for the course with Hillary Clinton. I think a lot of people feel that Hillary Clinton is an old master of scandal, and this is her greatest masterpiece. And Victor David Hansen also believes that this could play in a big way for the next presidential election because she very well may be gearing up to run in the next one. And isn't it interesting because a special prosecutor, some of the indictments and so forth, could have a tie to the Biden administration in terms of allowing some of the investigations to go through, whether you keep the prosecutor, whether you don't, all these issues. So there's a lot of politics at stake here. So take a listen to how he sees this political power play. And then we don't know what her relationship is with the Biden administration, but they ultimately will probably make a decision to act on Durham's recommendation. And should he want to indict some high-profile people, and we don't know whether they will turn state's evidence or not, that will be a political decision in part, and in this administration, I think, in large part, and that will depend on the relationship of a potential political rival to Joe Biden. And then they'll have to factor in the fa- also the fact that he's got historically low uh, approval ratings. So there's a lot of political considerations. So where do you see this going? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And boy, do you smell a rat when you hear all the ties and where this goes, and especially tying a Clinton campaign lawyer who's getting paid, basically, and is helping to facilitate someone hacking into servers to basically change what is called metadata. I mean, it it is so crazy. It almost sounds like a spy novel. And John Durham says that it is definitely something he is looking into. 1-800-848-9222. And joining us now is someone who knows quite a bit about all of these various investigations. He was the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee in Congress, very involved with the Russia investigation. And joining us now is former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins. Congressman Collins, great to have you here on the show. Great, Rick. It's always good to be back with you, and especially, I mean, it's a day that ends in Y, so Hillary must be lying. So it's a pretty good day. That, you know, by the way, what is your reaction? The fact that Congressman Collins, she's not giving an answer. She puts out a tweet, but she won't say a word. And come on, the fact that it is a Clinton campaign lawyer who now is paying a tech company to covertly spy, and it's, it's, it's stunning. 
You know, it's more than stunning. It's just it's just the reality that is is become now with the mainstream media and with Hillary Clinton and really the whole Clinton syndicate. What I've I've just began to call it is is that this issue she can lie, obfuscate, you know, do whatever she wants to do, obfuscate to get her way out of of the reality of taking responsibility. I've never seen anybody in my life who wants to hold high public office but yet refuses to take responsibility for their actions. Um, I mean, look, it, all this is coming out. She has been in scandal after scandal after scandal. There's no one who is probably more versed in how to deal with bad press than Hillary Clinton. But the problem is here is she's getting caught. And I'm going to take it a step further. I think that, you know, whether it's you know Hillary Clinton or anybody else, there's one in the Biden White House right now that is advising him on Russia and everything else, and that's Jake Sullivan that frankly needs to be investigated right now because he was the one that was actually in the Clinton campaign that was putting all this stuff out. And guess where he is now? He's in the middle of the Biden White House dealing with Russia, dealing with the Ukraine. So, I mean, it, this is all tied together and it's not going away. And it's just it's just sad to, to watch, uh, you know, somebody you know do this. It is. And it's shocking, too, because, you know, when President Trump and I was playing the 60 Minutes clip, you know, you hear Leslie Stahl saying, oh, what are you talking about? Or, you know, what are you ta-? And he's like, no, 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 they, they spied on my campaign. And now explain for our folks listening how they got in and the fact that they use this tech guy. I mean, this is so amazing. It's almost like a spy novel, but they use this tech guy who had access to kind of be watching the servers. And it turns out he's on the Clinton campaign payroll. I mean, that just smells. Yeah, it does. It's just terrible in the way it's come out. And, and again, there, there, here's the bigger part of this. This access was, you know, was available to this uh, tech, you know, Joe. We, we know who it is. And, and again, I think this is sort of the interesting part of, of Durham's investigation when it's gone glacially slow, except now all of a sudden he puts this out in a court filing in which you really didn't have to. So I think to me, in some ways, this is a, a shot across the bow to others to say, hey, I've got the goods, I've got the receipts, and I'm coming for you, so you might as well start, you know, you you need to start helping me now, or it's going to be a lot worse for you in the future. But the the real issue here is, is, you know, what does this mean from a perception that you had somebody who had, you know, a government access that then began to do this spying, is that had to, there had to be knowledge of this in the intelligence community. There had to be probably knowledge in the, in the FBI. And this goes back to the whole cabal that we've talked about before with Strunk, Page, you know, McCabe, Comey, um, you know, or then Clapper and Brennan. So, I mean, I'm, my hope is that we're getting people under oath and they're going to have to either lie or they're going to get caught in doing what they did. Explain also how this works with the fact that Hillary Clinton is being kind of dangling out there that she might even challenge Joe Biden or maybe be the candidate if Joe Biden is going to make it that far. My goodness, he just seems, you know, he seems out of it. Um, But explain the politics of this, too, and how this works and who oversees the special, like the special prosecutor. Explain all those roles. Well, it's all right now. The special prosecutor, the the only good thing that Merrick Garland has done is he left uh, John Durham alone. And that's the only good part that I give, uh, you know, Merrick Garland as the attorney general for doing. Uh, It plays a big deal. Look, the Democrats are absolutely desperate. They have a president that they elected um, that is uh, borderlining on, you know, completely ineptness. Uh, The the country is in in ruins economically, and all they want to do is keep uh, pouring, you know, gas on that fire. 
the the world stage is something he is not comprehending. This is not the Joe Biden of 20 years ago. This is a Joe Biden that is barely, you know, seemingly making it through uh, just the, uh, a casual, in, you know, uh, interview. So I think what they're doing is they're looking at this. Their Democrats are realizing that the far left has betrayed them. The far left of AOC and the squad has left them hanging with a terrible, uh, you know, approval rating. And they're coming into a midterm election in which they're right now looking to get obliterated in the House and the Senate. And then they're looking at two years from now and say, do we really want this Joe Biden to run against, you know, frankly, what he looks like to be Donald Trump again? And somebody thought that it was a good idea to rehash and let's bring back Hillary. That shows you that really, really, I think the interesting thing to me is nobody's reported this because nobody in the mainstream media wants to touch it. But does this not show the desperation of the Democratic Party that Hillary Clinton is who you turn to from Joe Biden? If I was Kamala Harris, I would be outraged. But this is the this is the point of the Democratic Party right now. They turn to a loser who has started a progression of, of bad choices, and that's what they're looking at right now. And also you listen to her response as, oh, this is just sort of this made-up thing. And yet we have heard now, Congressman, and before I let you go real quick, we have heard now so many times that all these kind of roads lead to Clinton campaign people. It's like where there's smoke, there's fire. Come on. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, they can't deny this. For someone who's lived this for four years, let's, let's all remember, for your listeners, Rader, who are some of the best in the world, I love my, my listeners in New York and everywhere else, but here's what I'm going to say. Remember, this started... All of this started with the Clinton email scandal. This all started with Hillary. Don't ever forget that. The whole Russian hoax, the whole desire to get Trump through Russia and all this started with a desire to put beside or to hide the Hillary email scandal. That's where it started. That's where it all goes back to. Comey, everybody else, you can't forget that. This is is simply Hillary Clinton trying to preserve what is a is a train wreck of a, of a political uh, career. And it's just, it's just frankly, it's, it's, it's not working. But from a Republican perspective, if that's where the Democrats want to go, God bless them. Yeah, and you've been in politics a long time. These are really dirty tricks, too, when you hear about okay. it. And the fact that they had somebody there at the computer technology at the White House um, that was on the payroll of the Clinton campaign. And, again, this is during the Trump White House. I mean, it, it is out outrageous. Um, Doug Collins, so great to have you here and get your perspective. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Congressman. No problem. It's always good to be with you. Take care. Thank you. You too, my friend. When we get back, we're going to take your calls, everybody. Stunning revelations showing somebody in the technology wing who was able to kind of get into the servers to send information to the Clinton campaign. And everybody's, oh, Trump's not being spied on. Trump's not being spied on. Well, guess what? Now, a special prosecutor said, yes, he was, and all roads lead to the Clinton campaign. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, Hillary Clinton may want to move out after all these revelations that are coming from John Durham. Very stunning that a special counsel are coming out and saying that there's evidence 
that one of the tech gurus who was supposed to be overseeing the White House, protecting the White House and their computers, was basically hacking into it and basically hired by someone on the Clinton campaign, a Clinton campaign senior lawyer, who was essentially paying him to penetrate the servers. Sounds like a spy novel like John Grisham, but it was actually reality. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, your thoughts about this? This is outrageous. How you doing, uh, Rita? Um, it's not surprising to me because um, of the long list, you know, deleting emails, scrubbing the illegal server, smack blackberries, starting a four-year hoax. That's just a recent record. Uh, but you remember, I have to eat some crow on this. I predicted about a week ago that she would probably be their best chance of becoming the president for the Democrats in 2024, and that just got torpedoed in one weekend. Um, this poor girl is going to wind up like Punxsutawney Phil. Um, she sticks her head out of her hole and sees a subpoena and disappears for six weeks. I've never – politics is amazing, Rita, and this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. The Secret Service had to be in on it, FBI, CIA, the Barack Obama administration. I mean do you are going to see a lot of people who are going to lose their legacies and their bitter hatred of Donald Trump, and there's just nothing more poetic than that. One more thing. Stan, buckle up. It's going to get fun. Have a good night, Rita. Oh, boy. All right. There's a message there. And you know what? You know, Robert, I agree that I think it's going to get really ugly because this is just the beginning and the Durham probe is just beginning. And by the way, this attorney, Michael Sussman, he goes on trial later this year. This is just an opening salvo. And the fact that he's putting it out there, John Durham is not like a haymaker. He's pretty understated. So I think this is Blockbuster. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break on The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue, a great story coming out of Savannah, Georgia. Beautiful place, by the way where police officers there risked their lives by diving into freezing water and resisting a rapid river current to help save the life of a woman, and it happened just a few days ago. Three days after their heroic efforts, the two sergeants each said that the rescue was much more difficult than anything they've ever done in their storied careers. Still, body cam footage of the rescue shows undeniably heroic actions Neither officer considers himself a hero. They said a lot of people have said that we're heroes. We did a lot to save that woman that day, but the police do this every day. There are officers who achieve excellence every day, and they aren't recognized for it. So bravo to them, A, for their great life-saving techniques, also their humility, and also recognizing that all the great men and women in blue are heroes every day going out there to protect all of us. Well, we are talking especially about law enforcement now because we've been talking about these stunning revelations coming from the John Durham report. He's, of course, a special counsel. And he put in a filing just a few days ago information that a Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, was paying a tech company executive to essentially covertly penetrate servers at Trump Towers, at the Trump apartment, later at the White House, and also in the transition team to essentially get derogatory information on Donald Trump. 
tying him to Russia. Turned out there was nothing there, but they were peddling that information to the FBI, to the CIA, to get warrants, get a whole bunch of stuff. And boy, does it stink when you hear that all roads are going back to the Clinton campaign and the fact that there was actually a tech guy who was on double payroll, who was getting paid by the White House, and that was getting played covertly by the Clinton campaign. And, of course, Hillary Clinton's like, uh, 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 I don't know anything about it. I don't know what you're talking about. It just happens to be one of her senior campaign guys while she is running. Are you kidding me? Boy, do I smell a rat. And this is how Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett describes the circumstances. All she wants, but special counsel John Durham appears to have the evidence. And we saw it in the court filing uh, late on Friday. He has evidence that uh, Clinton campaign lawyer uh, Michael Sussman uh, was paying a tech company to covertly penetrate uh, servers at Trump Tower, Trump's apartment, and later at the White House. Wow. Think about that, how stunning that is. And here's a little bit more of what that tech company then did with this information. Well, what the tech company did was they took innocuous information and they peddled it to the FBI, the CIA, and the media as a nefarious back-channel communication with the Kremlin proving that Trump was a Russian asset. It turns out, in reality, the information was nothing more than just uh, computer-generated automated advertisements through a commercial email company that housed its servers in Trump Tower. Uh, So it was phony. But the FBI and the CIA, with many people, as we know from, like, all that, you know, Peter Strzok and all that stuff with his girlfriend, that whole deal, clearly wanted to spin that narrative because they didn't like Trump, some of the people there, and they were doomed to work together to covertly try to sabotage. It's an unbelievable story. And yet John Durham, who is very measured, says there is evidence that indeed this did happen. And Senator Marshall Blackburn, Republican of Tennessee, had this to say about why the Clinton campaign was doing this. What we have to realize, this shows just how desperate they were to win and how furious they were when they lost. And here's a little bit more of Senator Marsha Blackburn saying that they didn't care what the rules were. They were all in to win. But it just shows you the extent to which they were willing to go to throw justice out the window and spy because they were desperate. They could not win this on their own. So they had to do dirty tricks and put someone who was hacking into the server on their payroll to create a false narrative so you could basically not only tie up a president, but you could tie up the country. Remember all the different hearings and everything that was going on and the impeachment, all that stuff? Give me a break. We all were dragged into this. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Michael, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. It is outrageous, Michael, when you hear it. Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, I think this is going to put Merrick Garland in a very awkward position because uh, I got to believe that hacking into the White House has got to be a federal violation, and uh, it's a form of espionage. So uh, it's going to put a lot of pressure on him when all this information gets totally out, and it'll be hard at some point for the mainstream media to really ignore it. Yeah, you're right. It is going to put him in a really bad box. 
and as a law enforcement officer. And when you look at John Durham, I mean, the thing that's interesting about John Durham, Michael, is, you know, he doesn't seem to be a showman. This is not a guy who's been out there talking to the press or any of that stuff. You don't see it. This was just put in a filing because it was tied to Michael Sussman, who's going to be on trial later this year. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. If this is what's in the filing, imagine what's going to come out on trial with this guy. And imagine also, Michael, if it turns out like somebody flips and flips on somebody else and Merrick Garland as the attorney general is going to have to say, hey, listen, you should continue going forward. Anybody with half a brain in their head who has a sense of justice is going to want to make sure that this guy seeks the end of the road. They can't suddenly say, "Okay, see ya, you know, John Durham and, and, and expect that that's the end of it. You know, he, I agree with you. It's going to put him in a box where he's going to feel ethically he has to make sure that Durham's investigation continues. And you're right, there could be other charges because you don't just go into the White House server, create a false narrative, bring down, try to bring down a president, and then go, okay, well, no big deal. I mean, John, this, uh, Mike, this goes as high as it can, you know? I mean, just imagine if this was a foreign country hacking into a U.S. president's uh, uh, servers at the White House. Absolutely. And imagine if the name were Trump. That's the other thing that's so incredible, because if it was the Trump campaign doing this, you know, you would see it front page every day in The New York Times, every day in NBC News, Rachel Maddow, everybody would be breathless about it. Um, Michael, thank you. Great, great call. Um, Let's go to uh, Jim in Westchester. Go ahead, Jim. Your thoughts about this. Hey, interesting. I saw Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L on Google. Hey, Alice, are you there? Yes, I'm. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I sure can. Go ahead. Calling okay. from awesome Cincinnati. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. This is discouraging and disgusting on so many levels. And I think maybe Hitler, uh, Hillary has reached her tipping point. Everyone deserves their day in court. But my fear is that these people are so wealthy, they can afford high-priced attorneys. I can't imagine an attorney that would take that case and in a straight face claim that she's innocent or anyone who's associated with this. If this was the ordinary person on the street who did something like this, they wouldn't be in jail. They'd be under it. Yeah. You know what? You bring up a great point because there have been so many scams. I want to play. This is a Victor David Hansen. This is number four. Um, Stay with me, Alice, because this is sort of the history. Victor David Hansen was on earlier today. I saw him on the news talking about the history of Hillary Clinton scandals. Take a listen. And then because it's Hillary Clinton, it's ultimately going to be a political matter. And when you look at that, I don't know what her shelf life is on scandals, but there's 30 years of Travelgate, uh, the Rose Law Firm documents, cattle futures, emails, uh, the dossier, etc. And at some point, people will conclude, we gave this exemption, this exemption, this exemption, no more. Yeah. And what do you think? Has she kind of hit the end of her shelf life, Alice? I certainly hope so. Mr. Collins was right when he called it the Clinton syndicate, because we have the, also have the Biden crime family. And these people seem to get away with anything. Well, and yet on the flip side, on the flip side, it's like the media won't cut Trump one inch. I mean, that's what's outrageous. Alice, thank you 
very much. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Stan, your thoughts about all this, my friend. Go ahead. Uh, Alice in Wonderland's out of her mind. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Let's get it straight. Wait, 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 Stan. Hang on, Stan. I'll let you. I'll let you go past. But are you? Did you just offend the last caller? Is that where you're? Is that Alice in Wonderland? It was out of the Wonderland. What she said. Let's get it straight. All of the scandals in the past went nowhere. No indictments. Nothing. You keep bringing. Now, this guy uh, brought up the thing to so uh, DOJ's bring them up all the time. They have to. They most of them go nowhere. This guy says he has the evidence. Correct. Okay. What has he got? This has been discussed long time ago. Went nowhere. It's going to go nowhere. You say everybody. She's crooked. There hasn't been a moment that they tried to have her under the microscope that they thought they had her. They never had her because she never did anything. The Republicans are animals. They always were. They want her out. By the way, she's wait, not wait, wait, running. Stan. She's so Stan, not for- hang on, Stan. You you think that she is Lily White? That just a campaign attorney that works for her, that's worked for her for a long time just happens to have somebody who's hacking into a White House server, creating a false narrative. That's a fact. And she doesn't know anything about it is what you're, you know, that that she's so ignorant and so out of it that she doesn't know what her lead basically campaign attorney is doing, that she's that stupid. Is that what you're trying to say? Rita, I think she's a smart, I think she's a smart woman. Nothing, nothing. Now, if they this guy says he has something and he, first of all, you bring it out beforehand. They always bring up things, and it goes nowhere. They've been trying to get it for years. There isn't anything on her. They can't get it because there never was. She's more honest than Donald Trump. Wait, 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 wait. She's more honest than Donald Trump. Now, let me let me ask you. You seem to think Donald Trump is terrible, right? This whole thing was a false narrative against him. When he came out and said that, oh, they're spying on me. You heard Leslie Stahl was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, 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 they're spying on me. And she was like, oh, you're crazy. Turns out he wasn't crazy. He actually was correct. They were spying on him. And now we know all roads lead to the Clinton campaign. So you want us to believe, Stan, that it just happens to lead to the Clinton campaign. Her main lawyer was paying somebody to hack into Trump's servers you think that's ethical? That is completely unethical. And you think he acted in a bubble by himself? I think she's actually a smart person. I don't think it's conceivable to believe that she did not know. We don't know that. You're correct. But it's actually pretty stupid if suddenly all her campaigns involved or many key people were, but she didn't know. Is that what you want me to believe? What do you think? She's Al Capone. She's got 40 people working. I mean, every, every Republican, everybody that calls up here thinks that she's guilty of everything. She's never been convicted of anything. They tried to crucify her numerous times. She went to testify numerous times, and they found nothing. But do now, you, you think, say they Stan, got this I know what I'm saying to you, Stan, we know for a fact that this guy paid this guy to hack into the service to create a false narrative. That is a fact. Where we don't know is what did she know, and did she know anything? We don't know that. But you want me to believe that one of her seniors' attorneys just kind of acted by his own self, just was happened to be hacking, happened to be paying someone into the White House to hack into servers, create a false narrative that basically dragged the country down, and we should just say, oh, don't worry, Hillary, there's no way. Are you kidding me, Stan? You know if the shoe were on the other foot, you would be screaming, Holy heck over Donald Trump. You know it, Stan. 
screaming January 6th. I'm still screaming, and Trump should be indicted himself. Oh, Stan, you are always screaming, but I love your calls anyway. Thank you, my friend. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Russ, give me some logic, please. I could use a break. Rita, Hillary's always been a Lady Macbeth figure, uh, Lady Macbeth without any of the redeeming features of remorse. But she represents the current Democratic Party ethic, the ethic that she'll do anything to win, and the ends justify the means. No, Russ, 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 did you hear Stan, who just called Stan, thinks she's, she's, you know, she's uh, Mother Teresa, you know, who's just uh, showering little kids with jelly beans and flowers. That's Stan's version. I think Stan had a Freudian slip. He said, she's more honest than Donald Trump. Well, by how much? A hair? Because she, Stan doesn't care how dirty she is. If Democrats are going to lose, they'd rather lose with Hillary because they nurse a culture of grievance like a pacifier. To someone like Stan, who is an unapologetic sexist, Stan of Forest Hills doesn't even think women should be cops. Someone like Hillary is not sexually threatening because she's unsexed like Lady Macbeth. And she's a war criminal. That's why Stan likes her, because he's very weak. Thanks a lot, Rita. Wow. Boy, we had two very different opinions, guys. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. I love hearing from all of you. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think it's conceivable that Hillary Clinton would have no idea it's her campaign attorney who now, it turns out, according to this Durham filing, that did indeed pay somebody at the White House, a tech guy, to hack into Trump's tower basically server also at the white house a number of locations and hillary doesn't know a thing 1-800-848-9222 this is the rita cosby show And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Hillary Clinton is like Sergeant Schultz. Remember, I know nothing. I know nothing from Hogan Heroes. Remember that one? It was always like, I have no idea what's going on. And that is what she is saying today. By the way, she's in New York also for the New York Democratic Convention. And today reporters are asking, what about this Durham report? The special counsel John Durham report wouldn't say a word and then put out in a tweet that it is all fabricated. Well, not according to special counsel John Durham, who seems very measured. He doesn't seem to be like a media hog looking for attention or anything like that. Quietly put out in a filing after investigating at least for a year now that he has determined that a Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, according to him, was paying a tech company to covertly penetrate servers. At the Trump Tower, at the White House, at the Trump apartment. The list goes on and on and on. And this is Donald Trump Jr. on our very own Cats at Night here describing the investigation and these revelations. Well, yeah, I mean, it's quite clear. Uh, John Durham has found evidence that the Hillary campaign and people who work there, there's been lawyers indicted already, but people like Jake Sullivan seem to have a clear understanding and perhaps even an involvement of what was going on. That guy is essentially uh, Michael Flynn in Joe Biden's administration. He was perhaps involved in spying on a sitting president. Unbelievable. And Hillary Clinton wants you to believe that she had no idea. It's just people close to her in every different direction, but has no idea. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Chris in Bergen County. Chris, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Rita, how are you? Uh, Hillary is a, a professional criminal. She's calculating, manipulative, narcissistic, and uh, she'll probably end up getting away with nothing because of uh, who she is. And uh, the irony, I, I just want to mention Stan, the irony in his comments, he, she got away with nothing. Did, does he forget that the tarmac meeting between Clinton and the DOJ back in, uh, I forgot what her name was. Yeah, no, I know, Loretta Lynch. I remember Loretta exactly. Lynch, that you. was horrible. Exactly. That was so, re- that was insane. And and you're referring, to, you're referring to Stan, our past caller, who, yeah, I, th- yeah. So I think say, Stan needs so some inter- medication, I think. I think he's off his medication, Chris. That's, that's my, that's my personal assessment. Thanks so, so much, Chris. That, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Real quick, let's go to BJ in Queens. BJ, your thoughts. Yeah, uh, President Trump was right again. John Durham revealed they were spying at Trump Tower. They were spying at Trump uh, International in uh, time, uh, time, near the Time Warner building. They were spying at the White House. Anyone who needs a refresher course on the Clintons' uh, misdoings and uh, the Bonnie and Clyde of the, uh, of, of, the, of the Oval Office only needs to go to uh, clintoncash.com. Uh, and that is the Schweitzer uh, documentary, the Schweitzer book. Yep, the and Peter Schweitzer book. All the dice. I know that all too well. And I actually interviewed Hillary Clinton, I remember, and was talking with her about some of the things in there. And again, I heard Sergeant Schultz, I know nothing. I know nothing, Reed. I don't know anything about it. It's like all roads lead there. She's still so far again, has not been charged, but, or, you know, suggested, but let's see where it goes. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show, Hillary Clinton in the spotlight. Now that special counsel, John Durham, after investigating for at least a year now, put in a filing that a Clinton campaign attorney was paying a tech expert at the White House to essentially hack into White House servers, also at Trump Tower, to try to essentially create a narrative that there was a tie between Trump and Russia, which turned out not to be true, but basically trying to drum up interest in the media, drum up interest in the FBI and CIA to investigate him, also get negative headlines against him, all in the 26th campaign. And it is outrageous and basically create a fake scandal. And that is stunning. Take a listen to what Senator Ron Johnson has to say. He's been around a long time, and he says this is one of the sleaziest campaign tricks he has ever seen. But you can't take your eye off what the indictment actually shows, and that shows the Hillary Clinton campaign directing and paying people to develop an inference of uh, Trump campaign collusion with Russia, which was completely false, but that they could provide to the FBI to start a, an investigation to hopefully uh, win the election. But what it resulted in is five years now. Yeah. Look at what America's gone through for the last five years because of this political dirty trick. And that's why House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has said that if the Republicans get into power, 
during the midterms, of course, right around the corner, whether the Senate and the House could turn and get it back into Republican hands. If the House gets back in and then they have oversight capabilities, he said he will definitely look into this and continue what John Durham is doing right now and starting right now and essentially saying, you know what, I need to find out where federal funds used to do this. Were they campaign funds? There could be some major violations. And I know one of you guys have called in and was saying that this could also be obviously to hack on a sitting president. That is a major crime. But also there could have been some finance crimes, too. Maybe some campaign funds were potentially used that were donated. There could be a lot of different violations. And so far tonight, Hillary Clinton is very, very silent And many people in the Democratic side of the media, and you can see who they are, they don't even want to cover the story. Can you imagine if it was Donald Trump? It would be all over the place. But many people in the media, like at MSNBC and CNN and elsewhere, they're not saying a word. And Senator Ron Johnson says that speaks volumes. This is a major scandal, and as Congressman Nunes pointed out, the silence by most of the media is very revealing. Um, So again, the the whole discussion of this Mr. Jaffe, it's further diversionary tactics. Of course they're going to plead innocent. Yeah, of course they're going to plead innocent, and this Michael Sussman, who is the campaign attorney, his trial is going to take place later this year. Wow, can you imagine the fireworks that could come out of that? And what could be revealed? This could be just the tip of the iceberg. And then the question is, do you believe that Hillary Clinton has no idea? She's already come out and said, I have no idea. Again, she is not listed necessarily. They're not accusing Hillary Clinton, but they are saying a Clinton campaign attorney, this guy, Michael Sussman. And you have to ask, you know, wondered, was he just doing it on his own randomly? Or do you think that roads may lead to Hillary Clinton and others? Maybe people who are in the White House now, Jake Sullivan, who was working with her, is now still in the White House. Back, he's national security advisor. A lot of people that were Clinton campaign operatives that are now at the White House. Does this open a huge can of worms? Hillary Clinton says, oh, this is all just smoke and mirrors. There's nothing there. What do you think? I say when there's smoke, maybe there's fire. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Raj, go ahead. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, this seems so much more egregious uh, than Watergate, that, that, that break-in. This is so seems to be so much worse. And you know what? To go along with I'll bet if you took all the major events in the last decade and just swapped the names from one side of the aisle to the other, our collective view of this country – Life, the world, everything would be completely different. Yeah, no question. No question. And you think about also, Raj, the repercussions of this, because we were all sort of sold this bill of goods. You remember the whole country, not only was the Trump campaign dragged into all this stuff, and it turned out not to be true. It's sort of the same thing as that Steele dossier. It turns out the whole country, remember, was focused on the impeachment. The whole country was focused on this. The whole country, it's like... Everybody, think of all the money, all the resources, all the time, all the other things that were dragged into this. It is it is outrageous, and I think we need to get some answers, and I think we will. It looks like John Durham is on this guy's tail, and who knows? Maybe he's going to say, hey, you know what? I was told to do this by X, and that's where it could get really interesting. Raj, thank you very much. Let's go to Al 
in New Jersey. Al, your thoughts about all this. What do you think, Al? Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, Donald Trump was not just president of the United States. He was commander-in-chief of our armed forces, commander-in-chief of our armed forces. Hacking into Trump Organization servers is the style of Russia's KGB and former KGB agent Vladimir Putin, who is now the Russian leader who's threatening Ukraine. Uh, Thank you very much, Hillary Clinton, or should I say Hillary Putin. Wow, very interesting. No, you're right. The timing is really interesting that now there's so much focus. And, of course, you can't forget that Hunter Biden uh, had some friends, some female friends, by the way, too, as well, uh, over there in Russia and elsewhere. So there's some interesting ties here that I think are yet to be discovered. Al, thank you. Let's go to Steve in Pearl River. Still, Steve, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead. Well, you know, I, I think that there's that, you know, you're talking about where there's smoke. Apparently, there's, he's, Mr. Durham needs some more kindling, all right? Because this, uh, Ron Johnson, there's a guy who has like zero, there's a guy with very little credibility. I read the Mueller report. I, I you know, it's like Steve. It's I like, read it it's too. Like WABC should Steve, maybe change its Steve, call letters. Steve, to- Steve, hang on one second. I read the Mueller report too. So yeah. So continue, but I don't know what you're about to say. But I could care less about that. But focus on the topic, if you could, and then I'll give you a few seconds. Go ahead. You can contain yourself now. Let's go. I am focused on the topic. All right. I'm also fo- focused on what happened on January sixth. You know, you, one thing you can't say about Hillary Clinton, she's not an insurrectionist, okay? Well, I don't she's know. I don't know. I don't know who is. I mean, the people. There were a number of people who breached the Capitol that day, and they clearly have been arrested and paid a price for it. So, I mean, I think. I think the rioters that day. What about also Steve? Fair justice. If you want to start playing fair justice, I think. By the way, anybody. Who you know who trespass? I don't think that's right, especially the people who attacked officers, um, and they have obviously many of them been arrested and punished dearly. And I don't think it's appropriate to be attacking officers, whether it's on January sixth or whether it's burning down a Portland police station. What about those rioters too? What about those insurrectionists, Steve? Overthrow a, a, a Steve, 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 Steve. I'm giving you a yes or no question. The people who are burning down the Portland police station, don't you think that that's a crime or do you think that that's really wonderful and you should just burn authorities, you know, burn police stations to the ground? You've got to be kidding. I'm asking you a yes or no because you don't seem to be able to answer that for I some reason. They should all go to jail. Anyone who burns down a police station. I agree. And what, by the way, kidding and, me? and so my point is, Steve, that fair justice is appropriate, and anybody who destroys or attacks authority or does that should absolutely pay the price. And that's why, let's see where this Durham investigation goes. I don't think John Durham seems to be, you know, politically motivated. He seems to be very quiet, very measured. And what do you think, it's all coincidence that a Clinton campaign attorney just happened to be paying somebody to hack into a White House server? Do you think that that's okay? He didn't prove Jack. Good luck with that one. Well, he actually did. And oh, good really? l- and well, Steve, you know- Steve, good luck. Go back to law school and best of luck to you and your family. Let's go to Kevin from Boston. Kevin, go ahead, Kevin. 
Thank you, Rita. Rita, geez, I don't know where Steve Stan is coming from. It's the S's. And it's you, the S. Steve Stan, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's yeah, the commonality. I, I do not necessarily agree with you and Robert in Philadelphia because we've been down this road before. Uh, we go back, what is it, 30, 40 years to Hope, Arkansas, where things began and the Whitewater scandal and Postergate and then uh, documents. Travelgate, Travelgate, uh, yep. Travelgate yep. and then uh, documents mysteriously. Hey, Kevin, uh, I, I covered the Clinton White House, so I, I know no, Jim. That's right. the Jim you in the swimming pool. I was this, all too ex- well. Exactly. Look, very correct. Exactly. And I covered all the Jim McDougal, Susan McDougal. I remember Jim McDougal explaining to me what a wiretap was and a wire transfer. And somehow he had amnesia when he was on the stand. But he was able to tell a reporter who just happened to be in the elevator basically soon after he got acquitted. And uh, what a surprise. So let's skip ahead 25 years. It, because the, the Clintonistas have pretty much uh, been able to do whatever they've wanted to do all over the world with impunity. Um, Hillary becoming a, the Secretary of State, it was principally. Uh, the Clinton Foundation, that was her first welfare in uh, going around, not commerce, not executing. Right. And, right. and, and by the way, Kevin, you're right. There are a lot of questions on the Clinton Foundation. And again, listen, at this point, you know, she is not accused of anything. But if I were Hillary Clinton, I would be kind of wondering what the heck is going to happen, because it was her campaign attorney. And when things get heated and you suddenly have a special counsel investigating you and calling you out, who knows where this is going to lead and who knows who turns on who and who knows who else in the campaign, who knows how high up it goes. But those people who say like, oh, it just kind of happened to have, you know, darn well. And I'm talking to Steve and Stan and anybody with an S at the beginning of their name, because obviously all of you S's are fired up tonight. All right. You know, darn well that if the name was Trump, you'd be like Trump, 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 Trump. You got to be fair. And you got to be realizing that this John Durham is not like a showman. He doesn't seem to be putting stuff out. He seems to be very measured and very careful when he puts stuff out. And that's why this seems to be something very serious. And you have to believe the guy just kind of acted all on his own. So who was directing him? You don't kind of suddenly just say, hey, I'm going to call somebody and have them hack into a White House server just for the fun of it. And I'm going to put them on the payroll. So there could be a lot of things here. There could be a financial tracing. Where did the money go? There could be who told you to do it, when, who else knew, who had to approve something like this. This could get really big, and this could be just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, two seconds, I'm going to go to Jimmy from Brooklyn. Jimmy, real quick, go ahead. The question is, who benefits by removing Trump? Who benefits besides Hillary, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, the drug cartels, radical Islam? All America's enemies benefit by removing Trump. They did remove Trump. 
This was not a fair election. This guy that called up before is, is he's just he's a reality denier. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have communist connection going back decades. Bill Clinton is a student, visited the Soviet Union, stayed at the home of the founder of the Czechoslovak Communist Party. Well, listen, Hillary, at least at least he didn't like go. What was it uh, like Bill de Blasio for his honeymoon and Bernie Sanders? Right. Remember those guys? Well, I was like, can you imagine going on your honeymoon to a communist country? Yikes. Everybody, when we come back, we are going to talk about speaking Russia, Ukraine, President Biden. Does he focus more and seem to care more about Ukraine's borders than our own border? I want to have you listen real quick to this exchange, uh, real quick with Jackie Heinrich. And this is her talking to Jen Psaki. Listen to this question. Why is the um, administration encouraging Americans who are are fleeing through Poland um, to be to bring proof of COVID-19 vaccination, as I understand it, Poland does not require that. So is there going to be um, a shift in messaging for Americans who are trying to get out through Poland? I would check with the State Department on that. I'm happy to follow up with you, for you on your behalf as well. Can you imagine you are fleeing Ukraine, worried about a war? you got to get vaccinated. But if you're in the southern border, come on in. Does he seem to care more about the borders of Ukraine and making sure the people are vaccinated there, but coming through our southern border, don't worry about it. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to talk about that when we come back, everybody. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Well, the other day... I was hearing President Biden, of course, we're all watching to see what is going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. And boy, has President Biden been talking tough, especially about the borders of Ukraine. Take a listen. Very strong language from President Biden. And make no mistake, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. An attack against one NATO country is an attack against all of us. And the United States' commitment to Article 5 is sacrosanct. And I want to hear your thoughts tonight as I heard him talking very tough about Ukraine's borders, about NATO countries' borders. What about our American border? What about our southern border? It is shocking that it is wide open, and yet he is so focused on Ukraine's borders. He has talked tougher about protecting NATO's borders, Europe's borders, which I think is also important. But what about our American borders? Isn't that the toughest you've heard him talk? And he hasn't said anything like that about our southern border. And there are also reports that those people who are fleeing the Ukraine, as you just heard from Fox News correspondent Jackie Heinrich, that they have to show proof of vaccination if they are leaving to go into other countries. But yet, if you come through the southern border, come on in. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts about this? Yeah, good evening, Rita. Listen, uh, this whole thing with Biden and, and Ukraine, it's, 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 all, it's all propaganda. It's all, it's all front thing. But basically, my concern is that you have the United States being invaded by, by tens of thousands every week of, of illegals. Presumably, some are criminals. Presumably, some are our drug dealers. And meanwhile, in, in the Ukraine, it just is there's no 
there's no, oh, well, you have to protect, we have to protect their borders. You're right. I you're right. Hey, Phil, Phil, do me a favor. Stick with us. I'm going to continue with you after the break. Stick with us. You always have some great points. More on Biden caring more about Ukraine than our southern border. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes, an Air Florida airplane took off from National Airport in Washington, D.C., in a driving snowstorm that happened on January 13, 1982. The plane was on its way to Tampa International Airport, but sadly never made it. An investigation later showed that that plane had been de-iced but sat on the runway too long and ice built up on its wings. It caused the aircraft to crash. You may recall many of you into 14th Street Bridge there in Washington, D.C., before it fell into the frozen Potomac River. Seventy-four passengers and four crew members were on board that plane, and only four passengers and one crew member survived. Larry Smythe was in the Navy at the time, and he was assigned to a Naval District Washington uh, Post, basically, at that moment. And when the call came out about the plane crash, Smythe and other volunteers quickly boarded a tugboat, and they headed up the frozen Potomac to help in the rescue and to try to save lives. Now, 40 years later, he has been recognized by the Navy for his heroic actions that day. He has been given a humanitarian medal for helping people. And he simply said that people ought to know that there were a lot of people out there risking their lives for this very sad and very difficult situation. And he was just simply proud to do whatever he could and do his part. And it's beautiful that even though it's four decades later that the military is recognizing his and so many of the others who were trying to help out that very, very difficult day. Well, it's important to think about all the important roles that our military and our law enforcement do play, and particularly on our border. And many of the law enforcement folks, especially the Border Patrol agents, they are just overwhelmed and they're exasperated because they feel that they don't get support from this administration, that that border is wide open, uh, that they're seeing all the people being shipped on flights in the middle of the night to different cities all over the country, that they're not able to stop them. And then you juxtapose that essentially with what is happening now in Ukraine and some of the restrictions on Ukraine. I want to play for you the contrast because so much focus has been on what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, if Russia could potentially invade, which of course is a very difficult situation. And we've got U.S. troops right there, basically in Poland and other places in the area. But when you hear the president this week, he was talking very tough about getting strong on Russia, protecting NATO's borders. We must have sovereignty. These countries must, you know, be protected. We must stand up for freedom. We must protect. We must make sure who's coming in and out. And there was also even a report that Americans who are in the Ukraine, by the way, if they come to other countries, that they must be checked for their vaccinations that they have to check their vax cards. Imagine you are fleeing from what may be inevitable war potentially there with Russia coming in. You're an American or others who are fleeing that country. And these countries that are along the borders are checking for vaccinations. Are you vaccinated? I know you're fleeing bombs and everything else potentially, but are you vaccinated? And it's because these countries 
care about their borders. They care about who's coming in and out. Listen to this exchange with Fox correspondent Jackie Heinrich with White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Why is the um, administration encouraging Americans who are fleeing through Poland um, to be to bring proof of COVID-19 vaccination? As I understand it, Poland does not require that. So is there going to be um, a shift in messaging for Americans who are trying to get out through Poland? I would check with the State Department on that. I'm happy to follow up with you, for you on your behalf as well. So there are reports that they have to get basically approved with their vaccination. These are Americans who are living there trying to flee what may be a war zone at any moment. Juxtapose that with our southern border guys. And boy, what a difference that is. This is former ICE director Tom Holman. Take a listen to what he has to say of how the Biden administration is handling our own country's southern border and the illegal immigrants who are coming in. They don't check their vaccinations. They're not giving them shots. They're not even checking their criminal records. Take a listen. I was in Washington, D.C. today. I can't walk into any restaurant in Washington, D.C. and get anything to eat unless I'm wearing a mask and plus I show my back card. That is just real here in D.C. However, the Biden administration is releasing thousands of people into the country with COVID. They're not, and they're not being, they're not being vaccinated. They're being released. But you know who Biden administration is testing and vaccinating? Those they return to Mexico on the return to Mexico. Isn't that stunning? So, okay, don't worry about that. And then he's saying the ones who are returning to Mexico, those are really the only ones that they are checking for vaccination because Mexico's requiring it. Meanwhile, you try to go to a restaurant. Now some of the things are loosening up. But many of you try to go to a restaurant. You couldn't get in if you didn't have a vax card. They're saying the people fleeing from Ukraine, the American citizens, because these other countries are protecting their borders. And yet if they're coming into the United States, don't worry about it. We're not going to check anything. We're going to put you on a flight and in a hotel. But if you go to Mexico, we're going to make sure that you're vaccinated, courtesy of the U.S. government, before we return you to Mexico. Does any of this make any sense? And does this sound like the commander-in-chief is protecting our own southern border? He seems obsessed with protecting NATO's borders. What about our own country's borders? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's continue with Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts on this. It is outrageous. The contrast, Phil. I've got I've got something hot for you about the, the situation with these illegals coming into the country. Apparently, what's happening is several states, including New York and California, are planning to get these people Social Security accounts and Social Security numbers. There is a provision in the Social Security law, very clear provision, that political or, or, or refugees fleeing a country can, if they're in the United States, be given a social, a special social security number, which, by the way, will allow them, according to the OTDA, that's the Office of Temporary Disability here in New York State, allow them to receive SSI, Supplemental Security Income Benefits. What's happening now, according to what I was told, I got a guy, Mark Presser, who's a uh, he's he's kind of connected up in Albany. He told me that they have received twenty. 2,000 applications pending, pending status for illegals to receive 
the benefits and they are awaiting the delivery of the Social Security to give them the, the proper Social Security numbers. Because in Social Security, you don't have to be a citizen to get a number. Right, exactly. And by the way, you know also there are these benefits that New York gives to others that are illegals. Um, you know, and in fact, they even the number of them were getting with the $15,000 sort of displacement, uh, which is incredible, which is part of the reason a lot of them couldn't wait to get flown in the dead of night to New York. Um, Phil, it, it is stunning when you talk about this. And then yet, you know, it's like, what's going on here? You know, we are hearing so much focus about NATO's borders, and I'm a big believer in making sure NATO is well protected. I do agree that that's important. But then look at what they're doing here. Like you just said, they're coming through the border and then they're getting a, what, a social security number, getting payments, getting this. It's like, where does it end, Phil? It's very simple because if you think of the number of Americans that have died reportedly from COVID, the, the numbers almost jive. But what what's the theory goes, it's not a conspiracy theory, that these people are in to replace the people who died from COVID. In other words, these are going to be these are going to be the new wave of voters, the new wave of residents, and the government's going to do everything within its power, financially, socially, and, and in other principles, to get these people the same status that that will equate them to the economy and society. Well, it is frightening. Um, I think how wide open that border is, and the fact that even in recent weeks we've heard of stories of you know multiple you know folks the, the gotaways. That's the the even scarier number. Not only just the people that they're letting in uh, that have not been tested for the coronavirus and not have been checked, and many of them their criminal records, but these gotaways uh, that number into about sixteen thousand at least, even in recent months that we've heard about. Those are the people you know. I mean, it's pretty easy, even if you have a criminal record and some other things, so it seems to get through the border. But it's those gotaways who are just kind of going and and who knows where they are. And a number of the few that they have caught, some of them are really bad hombres, as you're describing. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Audrey, your thoughts about all of this and the fact that our southern border is so wide open, and yet Biden is like talking tough about borders, but it's in Europe. It's not our own border. Hi, how are you? Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have to, I, I, I'm for the vaccination card. I mean, it just, COVID is almost handled, and I see no problem asking anyone coming into anywhere, particularly here, um, if they are vaccinated. Maybe they'll get vaccinated before they enter. But I just need to make a correction on that Social Security um, information the gentleman just said. Um, that's not true. Social Security is not for, for immigrants to get um, on SSI, it's to help them get a job. Really, but thank you. But, for what, but what he's saying is that they are receiving mm-hmm. it, and he's saying that's where the problem lies, Audrey. But I hear what your motivation is. I hear what you're saying. But he's saying the fact that they are getting that benefit uh, is, you know, should be should be a, a plus, something for a citizen, not an illegal immigrant. That's where he's coming from. Um, thanks so much, Audrey. Let's go to John in Long Island. Go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um... I uh, have been along the uh, Russian border, lived in Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania uh, several times in 1997, 1998, uh, and thereafter. And um, the people of those countries told me that they were very worried about the 100,000 or more and more uh, Soviet troops that had, well, Russian troops that had come along the border. And that exactly what's happening here. This happens um, many times. It happens on long 
many areas of Russia's border. Yeah, and absolutely. Border. By the way, by the way, John, you regularly. Hey, John, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're they're kind of constantly poking, uh, you know, uh, poking different countries in the region. No question. Um, let me ask you the fact, John, just from um, just to take you back to here, because and obviously you understand the area. Uh, the fact that President Biden seems so consumed with the sanctity of Europe. Um, and, and I think it's important, by the way, too. My father's Polish, so I get it. Um, but the sanctity of Europe, I just wish he would have that kind of rhetoric about our southern border. I mean, it's like it's amazing to me that I've heard tougher talk about NATO's borders than I have heard the president say about the U.S. southern border his entire year in office. What I'm trying to say is he's playing this up. Biden is playing this up because he wants to get our our attention attention away from our southern border and onto what is probably not a, going to happen in, in the Ukraine. Yep. By the way, absolutely. I think you're, I think that's a great great point. Uh, a very strong like sort of distraction of something that the world can focus on without looking at what's happening in our own country. John, thank you very very much. Well, speaking of things getting heated, when we come back, I want to talk with you about the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams. Now he is doubling down. Have you heard that, of course, African-American mayor, he's the second New York City African-American mayor in history, and he was not happy with some of the coverage from reporters who were saying, well, you know, I know you're trying to change Bail reform, by the way, I think it's a noble attempt. He should try to do whatever he can to change bail reform. That's getting these criminals out, that revolving door of criminals. Um, And I think he has been trying to change it. But what he has to do is go through a very liberal New York legislature. And he goes for the bid with the New York legislature, trying to put pressure on them, trying to ask them, listen, crime is so bad in New York and other major cities Please help me. Please try to change this bail reform law so judges can finally lock up the bad guys, right? So guess what? It doesn't go very well because they're set in their ways. He tries. They're set in their ways. And then he's upset at the media's coverage of him. And he takes a swipe and he uses the race card. And I want to hear from all of you. I was actually very surprised Because the media has been saying to him, well, what are you going to do? Crime is really bad. What are you going to try to do? And I've even had him here on the show, and I've asked him the same question. I asked him over and over again about Alvin Bragg. You may recall, I was over and over again saying to him, hey, what are you going to do about this soft on crime? Alvin Bragg, you got to do something. Even though, granted, it's the governor who oversees him. It's the legislature patches the rules. There's a lot of cogs in this wheel. But what are you going to do? And so he basically pulls out the race card. And then tonight he doubled down and he said he was upset with reporters because they didn't understand his experience. There was a mostly white crowd of reporters. And because they were mostly white, they couldn't understand his experiences. To me, that's a low shot. I don't think he should have been pulling the race card out on that because they were saying to him, well, what's going to happen with bail reform? What are you going to do to stop this revolving door of getting these criminals back out on the street? What can you do? And he was making a noble effort, and he didn't think the coverage was fair about his efforts. You know, I mean, my God, you're the mayor of New York City. You're in a tough position. You better be able to handle the heat. They're not criticizing you because of your race. 
but he took it personal. This is what he had to say yesterday. And I want to get your thoughts on this because I don't think this is where he should be going. I don't think it has anything to do with race. It's just people wanting the cities to be safe across the country. Take a listen. You know, let me say this. And, you know, I'm not saying it out of hate. I'm saying it out of love. I'm a black man. That's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? How many blacks are determined how these stories are being written? How many Asians? How many East Indians? How many South Asians? Everybody talks about my government being diversified. What's the diversification in the newsrooms? So everybody go back with their predispositions. And my role as mayor is being interpreted through the prisms of your realities and not mine. So today, Eric Adams came back and said, you know what? I never said you were racist. I never saw you're interpreting it by race. We're going to play it when we come back. And I want to hear your thoughts about this. I don't think this is the way to go. They're not criticizing him because he's an African-American. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. New York City Mayor Eric Adams sounding a lot like Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, remember, who was making those comments about talking to reporters who were only black. That was her comment. And it was like outrageous. Well, now Eric Adams, after basically a failed bid to get Albany leaders to make any changes on the soft on crime bail reform laws, He told reporters after they were criticizing him, quote, my story is being interpreted by people that don't look like me. And again, he's the second New York City African-American mayor. And then today he went back and basically said, no, I, I never called you racist. Don't interpret that. I'm just saying basically that you don't look like me. What does it have to do with the way that they cover him? Is he playing the race card? And isn't this a little soon? I mean, he's only been in office for about a month. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to William in Central Jersey. William, your reaction. I was kind of stunned that he was doing this. It blew me away that he started this nonsense already, Rita. And also, you know, it's kind of shame on the New York voters that put him in office, because when you look at his track record and all the nonsense that he started in the police force and then got through with it and pushed himself forward, they were like, oh, maybe this guy's going to be like the new hero that's going to save our city. And he talked about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, the other face showed up. And that's the true face that we're seeing and you know what you know what's interesting and William thank you very very much for the call William but you know he was trying to change the bail reform in other words to make it tougher for criminals so I actually think the intention was good and yeah people were saying yeah it didn't work uh, but it also didn't work because of Albany leaders that wasn't a criticism anything about his color of his skin it was just the Albany leaders weren't helping him they don't want to change it uh, and that's a reality. It, that's that has nothing to do with race. I mean, there are cases of racism 
in the world that happen in different cases. This, to me, you know, and I think racism is horrible if indeed it's there, but this is not racism. These are reporters who are upset that he wasn't able to change Albany's point of view. Uh, Let's go to Norm real quick in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Norm. Hi, Rita. Hi, Rita. Uh, My advice to Mayor Adams is to stop playing the race card. Our city is dangerous and to please make it safer. For example, the Times Square subway station has no cop and the crazy homeless there are over aggressive. Yeah, there's there's a lot that he could be focused on right now. And that doesn't have to do with race. And this kind of stuff, I think, is, you know, if you can't handle some criticism about bail reform, that's trouble. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.